year. Your Bible, please, in the book of Psalm 91, verses 1 to 16. Kindly rise as we read Psalm 91. I always believe that uh, one of the best Bible chapters dealing with the pandemic is Psalm 91. I would recommend Psalm 91. Psalm, there are 16 verses here. So uh, we need to read and reread this chapter um, open. Psalm 91 verse number, um, <clears throat> remember Psalm 90, Moses wrote this. Uh, Psalm and then Psalm 91, the writer is unknown. Okay, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty I will save the Lord he is my refuge and my fortress my God and in him I will trust surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noise and pestilence he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust his truth shall be thy shield and buckler thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night nor for the arrow that flieth by day nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand but it shall not come nigh thee only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked because thou hast made the Lord which is my refuge even the most high thy habitation there shall no evil befall thee uh, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon a lion and another. The young lion and the dragon shall not trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high. Because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me. and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him. And show him my salvation. Heavenly Father. We praise thee for the word of God. We never cease to find strength. To find it a blessing. For us every time we read the word of God. And through it, Lord, we allow the Holy Spirit of God to feed on our souls. In Jesus' name, we pray for souls to be saved. And we Christians continually be strengthened by the preaching of God's word. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. Kindly be <clears throat> see that God's assurance for us in the year 2022. God's assurance for us in the year 2021. And uh, may you not advance one year. 2000, 
21. You see, this psalm has no title. Notice there, it has no, it has no title, unlike other psalms. And therefore, the author remains unknown. <clears throat> because it shares some of the themes of Psalm 90, some think Moses was the author. And uh, because it shares some of the themes of uh, Psalm 27, <clears throat> Psalm 31, some think that the author was David. This is some of its language of strongholds and shields reminds us of David. Many have noted the wonderful character of this psalm. And uh, somebody has said this psalm is one of the greatest possession of the saints. As Charles Haddon Spurgeon said, it is one of the most excellent works of this kind which has ever appeared. It is impossible to imagine anything more solid, more, Im more impossible to imagine uh, anything more solid, more beautiful, and uh, more profound, and more, more uh, ornamented. And uh, this Psalm uh, 91. We look at verse 1, verse number, verse number 1 to verse number 2. There are two verses there that first of all we would like to consider. God giving us his assurance in the year 2021. And uh, there is the assurance of his protection. God assures us that he will protect us this year. Verse 1, He that dwelleth in the secret of the Most High shall abide under the shadow, under the shadow of the Almighty, the Almighty God. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. You see, God has a secret place for His own people. No matter what happens, remember this. God has a secret place of safety for us. We can hide in God. And uh, uh, we do not know how many typhoons will hit us next year. And how many problems will, will arrive in our individual lives. But remember this. We can always hide in God. And there is a place where we can hide. Which is the presence of God. In Psalm 27 verse 5. For in the time of trouble. He shall hide me in his pavilion. And in the secret of his tabernacle. He shall hide me. Both David and Moses were so acquainted with the Holy of Holies. It was Moses who originally built and was instructed by God to build the tabernacle in the Old Testament. And he was so aware of the procedure of uh, the tabernacle kind of worship. And so was David. David was acquainted with, uh, with, the, with the, uh, <clears throat> the, the temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. This is talking about a personal real experience with God. In the secret of his tabernacle he shall hide me. In Psalm 31 verse 20. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the stripe of tongues. Remember this. And those who dwell 
in the most secret place God has provided. Remember that in Psalm 90 verse 1, Moses spoke of God, Psalm 90 verse 1, the Lord <clears throat> said, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generation. Can you imagine how he describes that? We have always found safety in you. He said, you are our place of safety. Lord, he says, thou hast been our dwelling place. And when Moses wrote that, he had in mind how the Lord has protected his people. How the Lord has, has guided his people. When you read that verse, Psalm 90 verse 1, you are referring to the fact that God will always hide us. God will always protect us. And God will always provide for us. Thou hast been our dwelling place in all generation. I can look back to the time of, of uh, the Old Testament. I can count on the time of Abraham, the time of Isaac, the time of Jacob, and during the time of Moses, and during the time of the, the early pro the, the major and the minor prophets, during the time of the Old Testament people. And they said, uh, you, you can always count the Lord has been our place of safety and he's still now our place of safety, the Lord. And uh, so in Psalm 90, Moses spoke of God as the dwelling place and uh, the opening lines of Psalm 91 seem to take that idea farther. You have it in Psalm 90, uh, written by Moses and now the writer it could be Moses. It could be David. Now, took that truth farther. Moses spoke of God as a dwelling place. He spoke of God as the habitation, the home of man. And the, this singer, this writer, seems to accept that great idea. And then to speak of the most central chamber of the dwelling place. God dwells. Nobody can enter into that place unless summoned by God. In the Old Testament, only one person was allowed to enter the Holy of Holies. Once a year during the Day of Atonement. During the Day of Atonement, Aaron. And uh, referring to it as the secret place and describing it, uh, its complete security. Nobody can come into that place. We always, we're always reminded uh, there was a time when Usa, um, the 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 oxen that that uh, that took the that took the the tabernacle, I mean the the, the 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 holy of holies, I mean I mean the ark of the covenant. Bejo ni kurug tung ark of the covenant. Hapit na matumba so yung gitulak kamay. The moment his hands touch. The Ark of the Covenant instantly, Mr. Uzzah died. That's how, how sacred it is. Because it represents the, the dwelling place of God. See, in the Old Testament, the God that we know in the Old Testament would say, Come not nigh hither. You cannot easily approach God. He's too holy for that. No one can come into that place inside the Holy of Holies and, and live. Because the presence of God is there. And God is now taking us with him, dwelling in that place. Once a year, Aaron was permitted to enter into that place, not without the blood for his own sin and for the sins of the people. I can almost, 
I can almost imagine Aaron, the, the feeling that he had inside of that place. No one in the entire nation was allowed, but only him. In fact, during the Day of Atonement, the Day of Atonement, all of the priests were to go out. They have to empty the place. Nobody was to stay inside. Because the high priest would enter there, bringing the offering of the sin for the sins of the people. Just imagine how he sprinkles the blood over the mercy seat. What a feeling he had. Bringing with him the list of all the sins of the entire nation. They confessed their sins on Aaron. He must have a long list of the sins of the people. He was the hope of the people during that time. And so God brings us into this place where nobody can touch us. And uh, Moses was fully acquainted, of course, of the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle. Charles Spurgeon said, Every child of God looks towards the inner sanctuary and, and the mercy seat. And yet all do not dwell in the most holy place. They turn to it at times and enjoy occasional approaches, but they do not habitually reside in the mysterious presence unlike David occasionally we want to feel ourselves inside there so I want to dwell right there when the problem is so heavy for us we want to visit the Holy of Holies with the Lord because nowadays after the sacrifice of Christ was done every one of us is now freely invited to come into his presence the Old Testament people, none of them were allowed to enter the Holy of Holies except the high priest. But during the New Testament time, every one of us can dwell there, can visit there all the time. But, but we don't want to go there, dwell there. Occasionally, maybe when we have heavy problems. Unlike David of old in Psalm 27, look at verse 1 to verse number 5. Psalm 27 verse 1. The desire of David. No wonder why David was called the man after God's own heart. Only man in the entire word of God. That has possessed the same kind of heart. That God has. That God has. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Can you imagine those words? The commitment of this great man. And uh, when the wicked, even mine enemies, my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. This is a personal experience. Though an host should encamp against me, not us, though hundreds of of enemies, soldiers would come run about me. My heart shall not fear. And he has proven that. And so, Mayramakamusulti David, pero, you know, David has proven this. It's something real. And my heart shall not fear. The war should rise against me. And this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord that will seek, I seek after. 
that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his, in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret of his tabernacle referring to the holy of holies shall be hide me he shall set me up upon a rock there is a sense of security the nearer you come to God the nearer you embrace God the nearer you decide to live with God the better sense the clearer the sense of security becomes a reality in your life and, and so um, here we find that, that Spurgeon suggested four ways the scripture speaks of the shadow of the Almighty. The shadow of the Almighty. You look at verse number, he shall hide, he shall abide uh, under the shadow of the Almighty. And this is an expression which implies great nearness. We must walk very close to God. And you have to walk very close to a companion if we have his shadow fall on us. I like what he said of, I like what he said of Enoch in, in Genesis 5. Genesis chapter 5, look at verse number 21. Genesis 5, verse number 21. Then Enoch, and Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begot Methuselah 300 years. And he begot sons and daughters. And uh, said Enoch walked with God after 300 years. I mean 65 years. He walked with God for 300 years every day. He would follow the Lord. He had decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begot Methuselah 300 more years. Uh, I don't know about the first 65 years of, of Enoch. Maybe he was, he was living like the rest of the people during that time. He was rebellious to God. But one day the conversion came to his life. There was a complete turnaround about his life. And Enoch began to follow the Lord. And since he started serving God. Count the days for 300 years this man walked with God. And exactly that is described here in, in, in our text tonight. Spurgeon suggested four ways the scripture speaks of the shadow of the Almighty. Number one, you have the shadow of the rock. In Isaiah 32 verse 2, And a man, and a man which is Jesus Christ, shall be as a hiding place from the wind and a covert from the tempest, as rivers of water in a dry place, as the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. Can you imagine? He was enjoying finding safety and finding refreshment and finding, finding uh, you know, the blessing of the Lord in the shadow of a big rock. Jesus Christ is our great rock solid rock and uh, and number two there's also the shadow of the tree songs of solomon song of solomon in chapter two verse number three of the book of song of solomon as the apple tree among the trees of the wood so is my beloved among the sons i sat down under his shadow with a great delight and his fruit 
was sweet to my taste. There is, there is freshness in Jesus. There is refreshment in Jesus. There is satisfaction in Jesus. Truly only Jesus can satisfy our soul. The shadow number three of his wings. In Psalm 63 verse 7. Because thou hast been my help. Therefore in the shadow of thy wings. Will I rejoice. And then number four. The shadow of his hand. Isaiah 49 verse 2. And he that made my mouth uh, like a sharp sword. And in the shadow of his head. Had he hid me. Can you imagine. The Lord would hide us. Under the protection of his hand. He will hide us. You see. Now, uh, considering in our text, in Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2, these this two verses, first two verses of Psalm 91, now, use four wonderful titles of the names of God. First of all, you have the Most High. It's a title of God. The Most High, meaning He's the Elion. He's the Almighty. He's the Shaddai. He's the Lord. He's Yahweh. And my God, He's the God Elohim, the Creator, the Mighty One. Thank God we have a God like that. We know a God in, in Psalm 91. Look at verse number 2, Psalm 91, and verse number, number 2. Psalm 91, verse number 2. It says there, I will save the Lord, He's my refuge, and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. He is my refuge, my fortress. See, the one who lives intimately with God knows the greatness of his protection. As I have said, the nearer you come to God, the better and the, uh, the better you know his protection. God himself becomes like a mighty refuge, a fortress. For the believer. And that is what makes this chapter. Suited to our needs. Our protection. In the year 2021. We want to see God. As our source of protection. We want to see God. As our protector. Our fortress. Our refuge. <clears throat> Whatever happens to us. We see God. <clears throat> My God in him will I trust. My God. In him will I trust. Oh, I like that in verse number two. The word God, my God, in him will I trust. You can always trust the Lord. Amen. You can trust the Lord. As a believer uh, receives his protection, receives his comfort, receives his care, he trusts God all the more. And increasingly know him as God. Remember that. Every time you, you put your trust in God. The, the, the nearer you get to him. And the deeper your faith develops. Never stop trusting God. Keep on saying I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights. I'm gaining every day. For 300 long years. Every day. The relationship of Enoch got closer with God. How long have you been a believer? Do you see yourself going deeper with God? Do you see your faith increasing every day? Growing every day? 
That is what we need. As a believer receives his protection, receives his comfort and care, he trusts God all, remember this, the more. And increasingly know him as God. Be still and know that I am God. The more blessings and the more protection you, you, you experience with God, the more you know him. There are different biblical examples of people who had their own expression of the praise, my God, my God. Number one, my God is the young convert's confession. You recall Ruth in the Old Testament. In Ruth 1 verse 16, And Ruth said, Entreat me not, forbid me not, tell me not to live to live thee. Don't ever say now, go ahead with Orpah. Go ahead. Go back to your gods and to your people. No, said mom and mother uh, Noemi, please do not tell me that. Nor to return from following after thee. But whether thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people. And thy God, your God, will be my God. The young converts confession. You see, when you are so committed with God, you can you can measure God's blessing based on on the degree of your commitment. Gusto kang magseryoso ang ginoo si mo, seryoso ang ginoo. Remember that. This is my advice to you know young preachers. I would always say, if you want to receive the most of God's blessing. Get serious on God. And you will see how the Lord will, will bless you. You see, God will bless us according to the measure of our faith. God will bless us according to the measure of our commitment. God will not easily give you big work unless you have proven it to God. Unless you are committed to do it. It's not your pride. It's not your mouth that matters with God. It's your commitment in the heart. God's people, we want God's best blessing upon us. Then we must be committed to God. And all of God's people say, Amen. Be committed to God in everything. And the Lord will seriously bless your life. And look at Ruth. Ruth never dreamed when he was born in Moab. A country, a people that was cursed by God. God has so designed it that no Moabite could be saved. Up to the tenth generation. But God has made a way because she was committed. And she became one of the great grandmothers of the Lord Jesus Christ. My God is the individual Christian's belief. I hope that every one of us as God's people... Now, there was a time during the resurrection day that, that, that they gathered that evening of his resurrection and Thomas was out. He was absent. I don't know what happened to Thomas that night, but he was absent. And they saw the Lord. They began telling Thomas, said, Thomas, oh, I wish you were here. Uh, one of the disciples said, I wish you were here. Why? We have seen the Lord. Oh, the presence of God. We experience the healing power of our backsliding spirits. We have, we have heard his words. We have, we have his presence. He's alive. 
said Thomas, except. He said, I don't, I don't believe it. He said, not unless I can put my hands on the nail prints and put and trust my hand on his side. I will not believe. And, and the following Sunday night, Thomas was with them and the Lord appeared in the midst. You know what Thomas says? My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. My God is the secret bow of the believer in, in consecration. Jacob, Jacob in Genesis chapter uh, 28 verse uh, chapter uh, 32 verse 28 and 30. And uh, tw- 28 verses 28 to 30. And said, if the Lord will bless me, then I will commit. I'll surely give the tenth of all. If he will bring me alive in all of my struggling life, said, I make this commitment. You know, you make your commitment not to the church. You make your commitment beyond your pastor, beyond the people around you. You make your commitment in serving God to God himself. Being true to God. Make it a personal matter between you and God. And tonight is the right time for us to begin our commitment for the year 2021. My God is the deepest comfort to God's children in great woe. Jesus Christ was hanging on that cross. He was human. And because he set aside his, he set aside his deity, he was human when he was crucified there. He had to endure the suffering. He had to endure all the, all the ridicule as human. And he was there. He said, you know, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? My God is the celebration for the victorious believer as Miriam did in, in, Psalm, in, in, in Exodus 15 verse 21. We give our success to God. We give our glory to God. Whenever we experience blessing and success in life, we need to remember we must give it back to God. My God. Don't ever say, well, because of this and because of that. You count all the things and you forget God. Remember the center of every step and every amount of blessing, every ounce of blessing that the Lord gives to us. Remember this. They all come to our lives because of my God. My God. Look at verse number 3 to 4. See how God brings his protection and comfort and care to his people. Verse number 3 to verse number 4. He says, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. And from the noise and pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers. And under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. Nor for the arrow that flyeth by day. Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. Nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Wow. He was really acquainted with, with you know, how the enemy works. And this, this way, I believe it was David who wrote this. And not only David, I can also believe Moses wrote this. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. And here the psalmist describes the specific ways God protects, God cares for his people. Beginning with, with uh, rescue from those who, who would trap God's people as the fowler. As the fowler snares birds. See, God cares. He takes care of our individual needs. 
You see, this is talking about our individual circumstances, our individual needs. My needs, my circumstances may not be the same as yours, but God deals with us individually. God deals with us. Remember this. God is dealing with us equally. He's our Father. He's our Father. You see, if this pandemic will continue, we have a God that will see us through. Remember that. Whatever happens. There were people last year in our church that heard me preach the last Sunday night of the year 2000. Of the year 2019. And they are no longer here to hear us. We cannot exactly tell kinsa pa'y mabili na to one year after. Who knows the, the seat that you are seated today, where you are seated today, be empty next year. That is why we make use of every opportunity that God gives us to serve the Lord. To serve the Lord. We are foolish and weak as poor little birds and are very apt to be lured to our destruction by cunning foes. But if we dwell near to God, He will see to it that we must, we must, we, the most skillful deceiver will not entrap us. Remember that. They will not entrap us. The devil and his agents open work as the fowler works. The fowler works in secret. But God is our protector. From the noisome, from the noisome or perilous pestilence. God also protects his people in times of plagues and disease. And we are on it today. We are still in the pandemic today. The psalmist inspired by the Holy Spirit did not intend this as an absolute promise to every believer. That every believer would be delivered from every snare of every pestilence. Instead, the idea is that the psalmist could point to many times when God did just that for his trusting people. Now you say, Pastor Ingay, this is not an absolute promise, but you find the Lord delivers us as needed. The Lord deals with our individual needs. That is why we need to continually trust the Lord. One thing is sure this year, nothing will happen. You keep on trusting God, keep on believing God, keep on serving God seriously. Nothing will happen to us individually without God's perfect permission. This does not mean that those who trust God never die from, from infectious diseases or suffer from any enemy's plot. Or, of course, yes, we do die. We have sickness. It means that those who trust God are habitually delivered from such dangers. God will deliver you today. Keep on trusting God. And He will deliver you tomorrow. He will deliver you 365 days. Keep on trusting the Lord. Keep on trusting the Lord. God's people say amen. Verse 4. He shall cover thee with his feathers. And it, it, it actually it is a metaphor. God is represented as a bird 
and caring, sheltering his young chicks under his wings. That is the God we serve. In Psalm 61 verse 4, I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. You keep on trusting the Lord. Verse 5 and verse number 6. Look at the results. The result of God's protection and care. Thou shalt not be a prey for the terror by night. Having God as a shelter and a refuge. Having God as a shelter and refuge. Gives strength and courage to the people of God. When God's people are struck deep in fear. It is an indication that they fall short a proper trust in God as protector and comforter. Remember that. Blame your fear to your lack of trusting God. If you lack trusting God, if you lack committing yourself to God, the result is fear. You'll be haunted by fear throughout the year. Keep on trusting God. Trust God fully and God will take away the fear. Whatever time I'm afraid, I will trust in you. Ang tambal numero uno sa kahadlok. Remember this. I'm acting as a doctor tonight. I'm giving you a prescription tonight. The best, the best medicine that will cure fear is the word of God, is prayer, and, uh, and trusting God. Whenever you are tempted to fear, quickly open this book. Go to the book of Psalm, especially Psalm 19. Psalm 46, Psalm 27, go to the experiences of David and go to the experiences of God's people. You go to the book of Daniel and see how God has protected his people. This book has a curing power to cure our fear, to make us strong and courageous. Go to this book, read the promises of God and then kneel down in prayer and beg God. Trust God. And all of God's people say amen. Look at verse 7. Verse 8. The assurance of the believer. Verse 7. A thousand shall fall at thy side. Some has described how God's protection could conquer any odds of, of probabilities. God's protection and care could be so specifically focused that it can it can preserve one in ten thousand. Can you imagine? God is good to us. God is good to us. I have no more time. We can read verse eleven to verse sixteen. Just a mere reading of God's word will feed us. He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all. Not in some, but in all thy ways. Wherever you go, whatever you do, remember this. God will charge his angels, not angel only, but angels. To keep us in all our ways. They shall bear thee up. Thou shalt tread upon a lion and other snake. And the young lion and the dragon shall tremble under feet. Because thou hast set his love upon me and I will therefore deliver him. I will set him. Praise God for his love. Praise God for the promise of his care. He will not leave us nor forsake us. Lastly, 
Look at the real thing that upholds us. His divine love. His love. His divine love. Look at verse 13. Thou shalt tread upon the lion, a young man, and the dragon shall, because, verse 14, he has set his love upon me. We are a beloved of God. He will deliver us in verse 14. God's promise to answer our prayers in verse 15. And I will be with him. Verse number 15. Call. He shall call upon me. Verse 15. And I will answer him. That is God's promise. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Call unto me and I will answer thee. And show thee great and mighty things. We close the year 2020. This is the last Sunday service we have. We close this with God's God's word. Now, being real in our hearts tonight, we close this year with a commitment for another year in trusting ourselves into the hands of God. Let us all stand up, please, in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God again. Thank you for the day. Thank you for extending your grace and mercy to us that have enabled us to finish the day of worship. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you are and everything that you have done. Tonight, help us to make a commitment of faith, our personal commitment to you as our God, as our Father, as our protector, as our provider. Guide us, Lord, tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. As usual, if you want to commit your life to God, then just silently sit down and commit your life to God. We're going to sing an invitation again. Just one verse. And Sir Greg will come and, and uh, do the invitation. Please, Sir Mark, what song are we going to sing this evening? Sir Greg, please. Thank you, Pastor. Again, the Word of God has been preached. If you are here tonight and you haven't been saved, grab the opportunity to be saved. Salvation is a gift for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's only one person through the Lord Jesus Christ. So grab this opportunity. Be saved tonight. Go ahead with the song, Brother Mark. Let's sing, take be my saved tonight. Accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior by faith. Go ahead, Mark. This is a great time for Christians to have a commitment to God. Make a commitment to God. There's a need for you to tell God. Tonight is the night for you to do so. We want to thank God of all the blessings that He has given us, whether it's spiritual, financial, physical, even emotional. Tell God about it. Tell God about it. It's good to pray for those our family members who haven't been saved as yet. Let's pray for those whose loved ones have died, the comfort of their family. And all the people say, Amen. So thank you so much for uh, being with us tonight. And as mentioned by Pastor, tonight is the last service. It's not the end of the world. But next week is the beginning of the year 2020. Looking forward that 
God will continue to sustain us. He had sustained us for more than 62 years. We need to thank God for everything that He had done to us. Okay? So, let's close our eyes, bow down our heads, and let us pray. Heavenly Father, loving God, thank you again tonight for feeding us spiritually uh, through the book of Psalms 91, God's assurance for us in the coming year, and learning that You had a secret place for us, dear Father. Thank you so much for always protecting us, especially nowadays, very difficult times. We cannot see our enemy, but you can. And that's why we thank you for protecting us even at this very hour. Thank you for the great opportunity that today, part of the New Testament, that we can come unto your throne of grace compared to the Old Testament. Only the high priest can go can come to the holy of the holiest. Thank you so much, Lord, for the Lord Jesus Christ, which satisfies us. Thank you for the breath of life and saving our souls, in spite that we are unworthy. Help us, O God, that our commitment unto you will be aligned to your purpose in our lives, including our tithes and faith promise, our giving, Lord. Help us in all these things. And everything that we receive from you, dear Father, we give All the glory unto you. For without you we are nothing. Help us, Lord, to grab the opportunity to serve you to the fullest. And help us to trust you fully. For we learn and we know and we believe in our hearts that it is the cure of our fear. And Lord, thank you for the Holy Bible, knowing that it has the curing power. And thank you, Lord, for being good to us. Thank you for everything that you have done unto us. And thank you for your promise saying, call unto me, call unto me, and I will answer thee. Lord, tonight we lift up your name, not only tonight, but forever. Thank you for loving us as we are about to depart. Continue to guide us with the power of the Holy Spirit and continue to cover us with the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We return back all the glory unto you, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. God bless us all. May God be satanam.